And we are back. Thanks so much for joining the uh, Ticat CFL Draft Show powered by TELUS. Traditional host Louis B here. And uh, we are just finishing up the draft. We have two more picks, the 53rd and 54th overall. The Ticats will finish the draft uh, with the 54th overall pick. Uh, draft was shortened this year. A couple of changes to the draft, the snake draft, the random picks as were well, the random order uh, that was determined ahead of time. Uh, but it's also a bit shorter here with just six rounds. Uh, and the Ticats will finish up with the 54th overall pick. We'll be joined by Drew Alleman coming up uh, in just a little bit. Brandon Revenberg is going to stop by as well. But right now, from the CFL on TSN, very pleased, very, very, very pleased to be joined uh, by my friend Glenn Suter uh, Suits. It has it has been years uh, since you and I have had the, the pleasure of getting to chat. So uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, thank you. Thank you. We'll start there. How are you doing? Louis, is it you? It is me. It is you can me. hear me now? Okay, I got you now. Hey, it is great to catch up with you again. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. It was fun to to watch the guys, watch Dwayne and the boys, um, you know, talk about football and just talk about players, what their strengths are, you know, the teams and what they may be looking for. And it, isn't that a sort of just a – just it, it's it's been a long time coming, I guess, and uh, great to see that because uh, we've gone through a lot of bad news, a lot of uncertainty, um, and it feels more and more like we're getting closer. And I, I saw you uh, you got your shot last week, and I know we're we're trying to encourage everyone when it's your turn uh, to get your shot uh, and, and to keep practicing social distancing and, and being safe. But like you said, it feels like we're we're turning a corner here. There's optimism. Uh, lots to be excited about heading into 2021 and a uh, lot to be excited about with this Ticats team uh, because uh, when the Ticats made their pick, you texted me right away, said, you love it. You love their first pick. What do you love about Jake Burt? Well, you know, it, yeah, first of all, you're right about the vaccine and and I've been trying to make the, I just want to touch on that point real quick, but I, I, I wanted to make the point too, because I've been saying it's, if you go out and get the vaccine, you're being a great teammate. And I've learned a lot of my life lessons from this game of football. And to sometimes there are moments when you have to go outside of your comfort zone. Sometimes you have to do things that put you sort of um, in those, get your nose dirty type of jobs and, and jobs that don't necessarily get you in the newspaper, but are super important to the success of the greater good. And that's what I, I kind of look at this whole vaccination deal is, you know, I, I get people's personal opinions and some of their concerns and things like that, but you can be a great teammate because bigger than you personally, you can be a great teammate if you get vaccinated for everyone around you. If that's the only reason, that's good. You're helping other people around you and you're keeping them out of the hospital and, and, and maybe even saving lives. So I wanted to get to that, but Hey, I, I love Jake Bird. You know, I mean, when I look at the draft and, and the CFL draft is always so challenging because there are so many variables that have to be considered for, by the teams when they're, when they're taking a look, are you looking at a future guy? Or are you looking at a guy you probably get in camp right away? Um, you know, what are the chances of one of these players going to the NFL? And so there's, there's all kinds of different variables that other drafts don't have to deal with. And, you look at the players, obviously tremendous talent, y your talent gets you on the list. And then I think one of the main assets you have when you're trying to do a, a risk assessment 
as a general manager or a coach looking at who are we going to pick? Who are we going to pick first overall? And I, I think a big part of that should be his motivation. What type of family is he from? How excited is he to get to Canada and play in the Canadian Football League? How much pride does he have in it? How much patriotism is, is you know, running through his veins? Because to me, that, that can be the difference when you get to the CFL between being a starter and a star and being a guy who's not quite there mentally, even though his talent is off the charts, we see guys that maybe they're thinking about other leagues or maybe they're not quite fully in or, um, you know, in, in a lot of different scenarios. So I think that's sort of a, a trait that you have to really take a good hard look at. It's the, it's the interview with the players. It's learning about their family. And then when you see it and you get a chance to talk, and I saw your interview with Jake and I saw it online and his family's so excited and him saying, I can't wait to get there and, and be part of the Canadian football league and show such great pride in it. That's why I think this is an outstanding pick, not to mention his talent. They all have great talent. So we could be breaking that down at every turn with every one of these players, but this guy has this great enthusiasm Great pride for Canada. All his family is in Canada. And he's going to come back and can't wait to get to camp and contribute to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. That's why I love this pick. I immediately followed him on Twitter because I have a feeling, Louie, that we're going to just be inspired on a daily basis by this kid. He sounds like he's one of those guys, those high-energy guys. Seems like he's multi-talented, could do a lot of things on the field. But beyond that, this guy is really excited about his opportunity in the CFL. And to me, that matters. That's big. Uh, Suits, I, I'm curious as, as to what you, you think about the kind of the tight end position, because it's not something we see a lot in the CFL. Kalinich, uh, you know, in 2019, another Ticats guy, uh, kind, of, kind of helped revolutionize. I mean, it might not be the right word, but tight end isn't a position we normally see in the mm -hmm. CFL. What do, you, what do you get the sense of, now that we've seen Ticats, you know, two of the last three years select somebody with that kind of background and how you feel like that, that reflects the kind of league that we're in right now. Well, you know, I, I don't know that it, it, it sort of has anything to do with, you know, talks with other leagues and, and, and these conversations, no, no, not just like that, but just where, 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 where this, this game, our game here, the CFL. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, just like just the way it is played, regardless of, of what other people do, but just just the way the Ticats have kind of adjusted to the way offenses are run. Well, hey, l listen, I, I love this pick for a lot of reasons. First of all, he, he sounds like a guy that can get open no matter where you line him up. So if if you want to put him out wide, he can still do that and separate. He can still route run. It sounds like he he understands defenses and can find those holes and zones and things like that. So he's got the skill set to play a lot of different positions, physical. He he mentioned in three interviews I've seen already of with Jake Burt, he said that uh, he, he enjoys the blocking. He enjoys big on big where he can come to the line of scrimmage and take on a defensive end. I mean, you, you've got to, you've got to have that, that mentality to go out and, and get your nose dirty and that kind of stuff and enjoy it to be good at it. And it sounds like he can be. And if I go back and, you know, I'm going to date myself a little bit here, but when I was a kid growing up, 
and I was a BC Lions fan, a fan of the CFL. I was living up in Prince George as a really young kid in northern BC. And I'd come down with my father for one game every single year to go to Old Empire Stadium in the Nally chip seats. The kids would sit back there and run on the field. Well, back then, they would play with two tight ends at times. And one of them was Ricky Ellis and one of them was Harry Holt. Those two guys could run, but they were big, big bodies. Now, I fast forward about 20 years, 25 years, and I played with a guy in Ray Elgard who was a big body, get open slot back and, you know, perennial thousand yard receiver, perennial all-star in the Canadian Football League. So, you know, I, I think these big body guys can be so, um, you know, crucial to the versatility of your offense. You can move them around, bring them in at that true tight end position and make it look like you're going to block or, or play in the running game. They leave in a bigger linebacker to, to defend the running game. And now you widen him out and he becomes a slot and, and moves towards the line of scrimmage. Remember, that's one of the great parts about our game. And, and you know, I'm speaking to the choir here, but you know, you're, you got unlimited motion towards the line of scrimmage with all receivers. And when you have that kind of rule in your playbook, you can, you can run a four or five or a four, four. I don't even know what Jake's time is, but you can, you can run uh, you know, four, five, four, four, six, get that running start. I don't think Ray Elgard ever ran more than a four, seven, to be honest with you. <laughs> and he had thousand yard seasons one after another and would just swat little DBs away. So I like the pick, man. I, you know, and the other thing is, and this one thing I like about the NFL, one of the things I love about the National Football League is is the tight end position. I think it's a it's extraordinary athlete. See a big physical guy that can run routes and get open. And it sounds like this guy is is that. And and that that's kind of the scary thing about with this Ty Cats team is you're, you're talking about you know Speedy B is the MOP, he's the reigning MOP. Braylon Addison, uh, you know, is coming back. Uh, Jalen Acklin, Rookie of the Year for the Ty Cats in uh, you know the team's Rookie of the Year in 2019. Yep. I mean, who, who do you who do you guard? Who, who do you defend? Like who do you, who do you put your best kind of you know, player in the secondary? Because really, pick your poison, and especially when you got Dane Evans and, and Jeremiah Masoli throwing the football, and they could throw it you know 20 yards past you. And like you say, if 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 we can get uh, if we can get this guy at, at you know four four getting down the field. <laughs> I, who, Good luck, right? Good luck for defense is trying to defend this Ticats offense. Yeah, a big body, and and you can move those chess pieces around in a in a real tough way to defend because if you're playing double tights, for instance, where you've got an extra old lineman on one side and Jake Bird on the other, and I, I I'm not putting him in the starting lineup yeah. in day one. <laughs> I'm, gonna let, <laughs> I'm gonna let him work his way into that, and I, I'm sure he'll do the work to get there. It sounds like he's that kind of guy, but. Um, you know, when you have that versatility and you and you can move around, move those weapons all over the place, uh, it just it's so difficult to defend because you're right. If you're going to roll coverage to Speedy B, boy, you're leaving one on ones and and sort of your weakness on defense to some really talented players on the backside. So, you know, there's there's all kinds of of moves that that offensive and defensive coordinators are going to try and make, but let's let's also mention where you finished off there with the quarterbacks and Jeremiah Masoli and, and Dane Evans, because if you look across the league and you think that most of the time in the CFL, we, you, you see two quarterbacks play 
I mean, usually, and that doesn't even necessarily just mean if one gets nicked during the season, it, it can also mean that you just, sometimes you need to win with two with, with old coach O as their, as their coach, you know, that both those guys are going to completely buy in. And, and that's important because you've got two starters in Hamilton, two number ones. So you have to get that, that working relationship, right. And, and you have to have the right mentality at coach to do that. And I think obviously Hamilton does have that. So with Coach O there, having them both buy in, both contributing and, and bringing their skill set, boy, it's going to be tough to defend because defensive ends have got to stay wide on Masoli, and then they bring in Dane Evans, and you got you know different styles in some ways, different approaches, different attacks. It's going to be tough to defend, and it's uh, you know it, it makes Hamilton, and I've been saying this for a while in the offseason, it makes Hamilton a big time favorite just at the quarterback position alone. Yeah, I'm I'm envious of of the plays that Tommy Condell can drop as offensive <laughs> coordinator. I am not envious of the defensive coordinators that the Ticats will have to play against. Uh, Suits, you and I could uh, for sure talk all night football, but uh, we got a couple more guests here to wrap up the night. Uh, so thank you for doing this. It's great to hear your voice. Can't wait to see you at Tim Hortons Field. Luby, can't wait, man. Anytime you need anything, I'm right here. Give me a call. I'm in the I'm in the football bunker in North Vancouver. Get vaccinated, folks. Good advice. We'll leave it there. We're just going to take a quick break. Brandon Reverberg joins the show next. It's the Ticat CFL Draft Show presented by TELUS.